Breaking news. U.S. news, world news, everything. And where news breaks. we got breaking news happening this morning. You don't want to turn away from us at all. This is the 550 KTSA Morning News with Trey Ware. Now on FM 1071. And it is 507. Good morning. 210-599-5555. Going to be windy and humid today. A shower possible. And a polar cold front is coming next week just in time for Boo Halloween. Uh, 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. Well, you know, there's one thing that uh, Democrats understand in politics and the left understands in politics, and obviously the Palestinian left also understands it in politics, and that is politics is emotional, you know? People don't think with their heads. If, If people thought with their heads about political issues, everybody would be a conservative. Because conservative stands for liberty, freedom, you know, that whole thing. And, of course, uh, amassing personal wealth, keeping your personal wealth. But when you're dealing with emotions, and that's what 99% of people do is they make their decisions, whether it's a decision to buy or sell or vote for somebody, they make it with their emotions, right? So people can, can look at a – two people can look at a political situation in the world and have two completely different ideas about it, uh, the, the, the set of facts are the same to both people, but one group peers through a lens of, okay, let me break this down in my head, let me think about this a little bit, and what's going to actually be best. And that tends to be the conservative, or as I like to call it, conservatarian. It's a cross between a conservative and a libertarian, which is pretty much where I put myself. And then you've got the other side that is purely emotional, and they base all of their decisions, all decisions in life, on emotion. So they look at the exact same thing, the exact same situation. (laughs) That's why the Democrats focus on identity politics. That's why they appoint people based on their skin color. That's why they make decisions about people and about situations and circumstances based on skin color, because on the Democrat side of things, the liberal side of things, it's all about emotion, Ah, ah. and they live their lives based on emotion. That's why they're in the streets burning stuff down usually. You don't usually see a lot of conservatarians burning stuff down in the streets, but you see the socialists on the left, the Democrats, they're burning stuff down through BLM, and they're marching in the streets and all those kind of things to support killers like Hamas. And so they understand, Hamas understands, that in order to win the hearts and minds of the American people and turn the American people against Israel, and indeed the world, because the French play the same way, and most people on planet Earth operate their entire life based on emotion and not on fact, right? And they understand that. They understand that. Israel, on the other hand, Israel thinks about things. That's why you've got this delay going on. Serious contemplation and concern for the innocent, not to take innocent lives, but to just strike Hamas at the heart of Hamas and destroy Hamas. And Israel is willing to take their time to make sure that they methodically do this. While Hamas says, aha, what we're going to do is we're going to release two little old ladies And when we do it, we're going to make sure the cameras are there as the exchange is made as we hand them off. And our guys dressed in the, our killers dressed in the Hamas Palestinian garb, which means the green headband and the black mask because they can't show their face, right? They, They refuse to show their face. Israeli fighters, everybody knows who they are. But these guys, they always hide their face. And here the guy is walking the Israeli woman or women, there are two of them, up to make the exchange with the international group, you know, and and uh, she shakes the hand of the Palestinian uh, uh, Hamas murderers and gives him some sort of symbol like, I love you or thank you for treating me so well and you treated me so well and I was treated so great and blah, 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 stinking blah. These are the guys that three weeks ago were having sex with dead bodies, Okay. And now, and now, in order to win the hearts and minds of the emotional left worldwide, but particularly they understand if they win it here in the United States that the war is over. They understand. If they, if they take over through this whole emotional stuff and make it seem like they're the good guys in all of this, and Al Jazeera is actually saying that. 
Al Jazeera is telling the Muslim world, these guys are great. They're, they're the ones who are the oppressed. They're the ones who are stamped down. They're the ones who are held back. And look at them. They're even releasing the hostages. Um, they were killing babies and taking their heads off. They were cutting babies out of the wombs of mothers and chopping their heads off. They were having sex, and still are, by the way, but they were having sex on October 7th with dead little girls and dead grandmas. Necromancy, which is demonic, which is fueled by demons, which is a way, by the way, if you look up necromancy, you will find that it is a way of honoring the demonic side of the dark world. And so that's exactly what these guys are all about. But they're presenting these these two. Now, we are told by our government, and I, I don't believe hardly anything that our government tells us at this point, okay? Uh, but we're told by our government that there's like 222 hostages. So now we're down to 220. If they do two a week, because they did two last week, two this week, if they do two a week, that's 110 more weeks that we're going to go through this. And no attack on Gaza and no attack on Hamas in 110 weeks. And that's the plan. And even now, Barack Obama is telling Israel, cool your jets, man, cool your jets. If you strike back, if you strike against Hamas, then the world is going to turn against you, says Barack Obama. Remember, the world doesn't belong to those who mistreat the prophet. Biden has also said yesterday that he wants a ceasefire. He gave a speech on Bidenomics, which was just another mess. It was a complete and total mess. And then he turns to walk off and somebody hollers about a ceasefire and something like that. He said we should have those hostages released and then we can talk about a ceasefire. So what he just told terrorists around the world, you can commit horrible terror and there won't be any retaliation. If you take hostages and release them, we will not fire on you. In other words... Biden is basically saying, cease fire, Israel, if they release the hostages. If you release the hostages, Hamas, then Israel won't attack you. You can have a ceasefire, or we can, we can broker a ceasefire. So that is a wonderful thing to communicate to terrorists around the world, right? You can kill Americans. You can kill anybody that you want to, but also make sure that you grab some terrorists and, or, or some, some uh, hostages, and if you grab hostages and then you promise to release them, then there won't be any retaliation. There won't be any retribution. There won't be, we'll, we'll, call, we'll call for a ceasefire at that point. Release the hostages and we'll call for a ceasefire. Wow. Just wow. How about putting a price on the head of law-abiding uh, uh, Westerners all around this world for Islamic Jihad that is bent on world domination? Please keep in mind what this is all about. Islam is more than just a faith. Their faith is part of what Islam is. Islam is a ruling principle that for centuries now has been dead set on ruling the entire world. It's a political superstructure. That's what Islam is. Their religion is a, is a slice of that, and even a smaller slice of that is the religious fanaticism that we see played out with the Palestinian Hamas terrorists that are down in the Gaza Strip. But this is about Islamic control of the entire world, overtaking the world, which is exactly what Islam has been about now ever since its inception under the Prophet Muhammad, overtaking the world and controlling the world and world domination with their political system, their rules, their laws put into place, and you will be subjected to everything that they are attempting to do. And, and they've got us in a position for the first time in the history of our country in 250 years of the existence of the United States. They've got us in a position now where that could actually happen. Before, it was like, no, nah, we're, we're, we're rich, we're powerful, we're, you can't do that to us. There's no way. We're, we'll, we'll be safe no matter what. This time, though, they've got us in a position with their allies, Russia and China, where we are actually facing extinction, extinction as a country. And that's a reality that we all must face is that American way of life could be the change that comes out of all this that is happening right now, being aided, by the way, 
by the liberal Democrat socialist left in this country. They're helping them along their way with these protests and what they're uh, attempting to do. So that's where we are today, uh, one side or the other. One side is thinking strategically about that. That's Israel. They're thinking about what we're going to do to minimize the casualties. The other side, well, they are appealing to the emotional forces that drive politics and the world movement. And that is what people think about. People don't think with their heads. They make their decisions with emotions. That's why people are torn up about what's going on with the, with the House of Representatives. They know right now, if you think about that with your head, the speaker thing doesn't matter to your life. It's not, it's not having any effect on your life, what's going on with the Republicans and the speaker. It's not having anything to do with your life right now. Right now. You're, you're, you're living your life the same way you did three weeks ago before they kicked Kevin McCarthy out. Nothing has changed in your life, and you know that in your mind. But you look at it and you go, oh, my God, that's just so terrible. These guys are so messed up. This is so awful. That's your emotions talking to you, not your brain. Back in a minute, Trey Ware, KTSA. Have you Googled yourself lately? Are there negative at KTSA.com? Five twenty-two. The Rangers are headed to the World Series. Congratulations to all Ranger fans. They beat the Astros last night. Off to the World Series they go for the first time since 2011. So um, again, uh, picking up on that theme of you know the emotion versus what's right and what's good, we got the same thing going on here with the flood across our southern border. Those on the left who tend to look things through the prism of emotion and what <laughs> makes me feel good or bad, one or the other, they look at all these people that are sleeping all over San Pedro, that are knocking on car doors as they're stopped at red lights on San Pedro, that are sleeping in these camps all over San Antonio and destroying property. And they look at that and they go, well, they're just poor people. They're just, oh, they want is a new life. They're just looking for a new life. This is so sad to see them sleeping on cardboard and in cardboard tents. And I, I, I can't believe that. That's how the left looks at that. But if you think about what's happening here, you know that it is a destruction to our society and to our economy. You know when you see the headline that says Biden's 2023 flood, one migrant for every American newborn. And that number jumps up to two illegal immigrants because you've got a flow roughly about a million legal immigrants and one million visa workers who overstayed their visa for years if you add them to the inflow of the illegal immigrants, then you've got two for every newborn American in this country. Now, what are the effects of that? Well, of course, number one is we're concerned about the terrorism issue. We're concerned about the crime issue because time and time again, we have these guys who come across, they're released from their prisons, and they come in here and they rape people and they murder people in our own country. They bring drugs with them and nothing ever happens to them. For the others who are coming here, they're coming for the free stuff that this country gives them. And in all the Biden years, in all the Biden years, the record for the monthly uh, brought in here was December of 2022, which was 253,000. The third highest month was August this year with 233,000. Well, last month was an all-time high, 270,000 that were brought into this country illegally under Joe Biden, all of them coming in in Joe Biden years. In fact, the Migrant Resource Center here in San Antonio has been overflowing now for months, and it continues to overflow. And that's why you see what you see happening on the streets of San Antonio and why in many instances it's a more dangerous place to be. But you also, in addition to the crime issue, you have an economic impact to American citizens. And if you're thinking with your emotions, you're not thinking about what it's doing to people here in our own country. More American-born citizens are entering into poverty every day, every single day. Bidenomics and more and more people brought in here under Joe Biden's open border policy. Now as more and more Americans born in the United States and American veterans who served in our military sleeping in their cars while the illegals and those who are coming in now, they get homes. Many, many, many of the migrants and illegal aliens are being fast-tracked into American housing by these government-funded business-backed progressive groups. 
giving them money to get into these homes. Now, what does that do? What is the real effect, the economic effect on all of us? Well, the economic effect for most people in this country, not the uber wealthy and not the business elite, but I'm talking about those of us who are in this country trying to make a living every day, it drives up prices. It drives up the cost of housing because the government is giving the illegal aliens money to go and rent homes. And when you've got them renting homes the way they are, it's driving up the price of a monthly rent or the opportunity to buy the house because it's taking more and more homes off the market. So it's driving up the price of each home by having more people here. But that effect is also driving down our wages. With more people here competing for the same number of jobs, well, then the, the wages come way down, which is what the big business elites love about open borders. Because put it this way, your job, if you, if you competed for your job with one other person, right, then the two of you, and that's it, competing for that same job, it drives the price up on the business. In other words, you make more money when you're hired because you had a fewer number of people competing for that job. But if you've got 10,000 people competing with you for that job, well, then the price of the labor goes way, way down. So our, our wages are way down in this country, and the cost of everything, including housing, is going up. But people don't think about that. People don't think about the long-range implications and what it's doing when you're replacing American citizens with those coming from third-world countries who know nothing but poverty and to continue in the cycle of poverty. And that benefits the Democrats because, oh, well, we're going to give you all this uh, free stuff anyway. We'll give you a free cell phone, $700 a month, free housing. All you got to do is vote Democrat when you give you the right to vote, which is going to be the next thing. 528, Trey Ware, KTSA. The future of stuff. All right, come on. We are off again. On News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Right on, baby. 536 Trey Ware, KTSA. Thanks for waking up with us. Hey, our pledge line to say the Pledge of Allegiance is 210-654-5155. That's a voicemail here. 210-654-5155. Just leave it on there. Uh, okay, so Elaine, you're watching this whole thing about their uh, talking to the families. The families are okay. Pull your microphone over there and tell me what their families are now saying about the uh, the, the the two women that were released. Right, that's who the, who no, who they're talking they're, to. These are the uh, the family members of the uh, the kidnap the people that spoke two weeks ago. Okay, and what are they saying? So basically, he's uh, this is the father of um, a young girl, and he's just reliving the day. Mm-hmm. And they have no update. They could only assume the worst has happened. Mm -hmm. And that's basically all he's doing. Well, now, you have been in contact with the family that uh, the two redheaded kids yeah. were taken, right? Yossi. Yossi. And what's Yossi been telling you? Uh, nothing's changed. Yeah. He has no update. Um, and because his aunt was on med a certain medication. Right. Um. She was taken as well. She was taken. And he he fears that she might be dead because she was on that medication, can't get that medication. Right. Is that true? Is right. that right? Yeah. Right. But yet, you know, Hamas is releasing the two little old ladies, and the worldwide press is treating this like, Hamas is so wonderful. They're yeah. so great yeah. for releasing these two little old they're ladies. They're so kind. Yes, they're so great. They're shaking hands with the 85-year-old that they had oh, underground. I was just talking about that. They, they had her. Shalom. They had her underground, right? Uh, they, had, they had her underground. In the dark. And there was like 20, what she said, it was there's maybe 25 other hostages there. Uh-huh. Um, in tunnels, right? In tunnels. Uh-huh. It was like, a, she said it was like a spider web. Right. Underground. Right. And they, I think that one was uh, 300 miles uh, long. Mm-hmm. And 85-year-old lady was walking <laughs> all of those uh, in, in, under the ground, under in, the, in the, dark, dark, right? in and, the dark, right? And so that's basically what we're dealing with here. Right. The videos, and I'm watching one right now, the Hamas terrorists are taking her to the international aid workers to, to hand, well, actually hand both of them over. 
and they're walking with them, holding their hands like they're so sweet. Now, yeah. they're, they're all dressed in their Hamas garb, which means their face is covered, and they've got the green thing right. on their head and all that, you know, and the guns and the AK-47s auto, fully automatic in their hands, you know, but they're walking them And they're holding there. her hand like oh, they're escorting yes. her down the aisle well, to sit down somewhere. Right. Or? It would be like Sunday afternoon after church taking your yeah. grandma to dinner. At Luby's, and you're holding her hand, yeah, taking so her over she to the trip chair on the rocks or anything. <laughs> yes, that's right. And then she gives him a little something when they and they and then he shakes her hand and all that kind of stuff. And the media is playing that up, like, look how these guys, these are not bad guys. Yeah, these are good guys who took care of these little old ladies, and now they're letting these little old ladies well, go. Well, the squad's probably gonna, you know. Have a heyday with it. Today. Oh, they already are. Yeah. They started that yesterday uh, afternoon. Rashida Tlaib, once again, giving aid and comfort to the enemy in this case, was talking about how, no, it was not Hamas that blew up that hospital. The hospital was never blown up. It was a parking lot in the hospital, and it came from Hamas. They launched the rocket that ended up in the parking lot of that hospital. But as I said in the last half hour, if you're just now waking up, at 5.30 is when your alarm goes off. In the last half hour, I was talking about how the Democrat left in this country and Hamas, who is supported by the Democrat left in this country, including Hollywood and, uh, and the others who know how to play on emotion, that's what they're doing. You see, y- you, you either, in, in your mind, you have those who think through the implications and what is going on. And Israel's like that. They're very contemplative. They very rarely respond with emotion. I'm talking about Israel as a nation. I'm talking about their IDF. Very rarely will you see them respond with emotion. They think through the implications. They've always done it that way. And when they're thinking about Gaza and they're thinking about going in and subduing or dismantling the Hamas terror network, they think about the, uh, the consequences. They think about the innocent lives that could be lost in such a thing. Hamas doesn't care about that. See, what Hamas does is they go in and they destroy life completely and totally. And then when life is destroyed in, in, in an effort to appease their demonic gods, they have sex with the dead bodies. I'm sorry to talk about this, particularly this time of the morning, but this is what they're doing. This is what they have done on October 7th, and this is what they continue to do, regardless of what you see on TV. But what the world now is talking about is how evil the West is and how evil the aggressors called Israel are. Look at these guys. They're so sweet. They're letting these little old ladies go. And that plays right in the hands of the squad, into the hands of Obama, who told Israel yesterday, basically, cool your jets, Israel. What do you think you're doing? Going to go in there. You know, and of course, we know, and I know, in my opinion, Obama has always been a radical Islam uh, sympathizer. He's always been that. We had the ring of fire that started up in the Middle East in his administration that was brought about by a lot of policy that he put into place. It was subdued during the Trump years because of the strength that Donald Trump showed, and now it's all coming back because Obama is running the world through Joe Biden, and he's bringing back the ring of fire, bringing back the terrorism, bringing back the attacks on the West, and I, re- I, I truly believe that's what you're watching happen here. But for people here in our country, what, what they look at, you know, and the majority of people feel this way. The majority of people look at something that's going on with politics or the economy or something through their emotions. Instead of thinking about the implications, instead of thinking about the short-term and long-term consequences of these actions that are going on, such as an open border and uh, killing our energy business here in the country and all of that, what they do on the left primarily, but you have some on the right who do it as well, they think, <laughs> open the borders and let all these people come into this very wealthy country and take advantage of everything that is here. We'll just give it all to them. And by the way, yes, gasoline is killing the planet. And yes, it's awful to see the planet die. Oh, blah, blah, blah. And it's preying on emotion, which is exactly what Hamas is doing. So who does Chip Roy endorse for Speaker of the House? I'll tell you coming up. I want to take your phone calls at 210-599-5555. And instead of getting smaller and healing, the UAW strike just got a whole lot bigger which means the automobile industry, manufacturing industry in America is in danger of going bye-bye.
We'll talk about that coming up. Trey Ware, KTSA. Hey, Don Morgan here. Want to talk to you a little bit about the hot stuff. Okay, so it's 549 now, KTSA. People have been uh, people have been asking me about the propositions that are coming up on the November 7th ballot and, uh, and what do they mean and all that kind of stuff. Um, and could I please break them down and, and, uh, and, and go through each one of them? Well, <laughs> there's 14 of them. <laughs> um, th- there's no way and not enough airtime uh, between five and seven uh, to go through all 14 of them. So I can tell you the ones that grab my attention, okay, and what they mean. And then the most important one out of all of them, as far as I'm concerned, let me start real quick. This is not the most important one. The most important one is Proposition 4, and that is the uh, the amendment to authorize the legislature to establish a limit on the appraised value of real property. So I'll get into that one in a second. Proposition 3 is the constitutional amendment prohibiting the imposition of an individual wealth or net worth tax, including a tax on the difference between the assets and liabilities of an individual or family. Now, what does all that mean? Well, okay, all across the country, you have a tax on the wealthy, okay? And I do mean a tax, A-T-T-A-C-K-S, on the wealthy. But you also have taxes on the wealthy <laughs> all across the country in various states. And and Joe Biden wants one that's a federal uh, wealth tax, right? And, again, if you think about the principles of thought, <laughs> you go instead of with emotion, because it's easy to appeal to emotions and say, well, those rich people, they just need to pay their fair share. Well, yes, of course, yes, we want rich people to pay their fair share. Rich people aren't paying enough, they're rich, you know. That's emotion. I want you to get out of emotion, and I want you to think with your brain. And you do. I mean, most of you guys that listen to this show think with your brain. You don't think with your emotions. And when you think with your brain, you go, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. If we put more taxes on the wealthy who pay the vast majority of taxes in the country anyway, then you disincentivize people to become wealthy. People get to a point in their in their income when they say, that's it, I'm not going to make any more because the government takes most of it. The government is already taking most of it, so I'm not going to make any more. So we're not creating any more wealth in the country. This prohibits wealth creation. Remember simple basics of human nature. You get more of what you reward and less of what you punish. So if you're punishing people because simply because they become wealthy, yes, there's a certain number of them that inherit the wealth, but the vast majority of them make new wealth through industry and innovation. And if you are punishing those people simply for becoming wealthy through industry and in, in, uh, innovation, what are you going to get less of? industry and innovation (laughs) the whole point of the united states was that people came here because they were free to get rich not like the people are coming here today to get free stuff people who came here originally came here number one so they could worship god that was number one but number two they were free to get rich And if you're taxing the fact that people are rich through a wealth tax and no other reason, just because you're rich, it plays well with the Democrat left who says, I got to play your back there so we can give more to the people who are coming here illegally. We got to give them more. (laughs) That's emotion. That's the Democrat left. But when you think about the implications, ah, aha. We're going to punish people for becoming wealthy so fewer people will become wealthy if they're going to get punished. If you're going to get spanked for getting wealthy, who wants to get spanked? (laughs) That's just ridiculous. So, yes, we should have this. The other one that struck me is Proposition 7, the Constitutional Amendment providing for the creation of the Texas Energy Fund to support the construction, maintenance, modernization, and operation of electrical generating facilities. This is going to include giving a 3% interest loan for the construction or upgrades of gas-fueled power plants on the state's main electric grid and paying a bonus for getting new plants connected by June of 2029. Did you go through the snowstorm a couple of years ago when 
the power turned off in Texas because they were relying on solar and wind. And the wind, the windmills, they froze up and the solar panels were covered in snow and we didn't have the gas. And you and I are still paying for that because CPS, under the leadership of Paula Gold Williams, had to go out and negotiate for more gas at extremely higher prices. And now we got to pay that. You're paying that on your bill right now, right now. So, yes, do we want to expand gas power in, a, in, in Texas? Absolutely. Okay. Now, the biggie, Proposition 4. And it's long. The constitutional amendment to authorize the legislature to establish a temporary limit on the maximum appraised value of real property other than a residence homestead for ad valorem tax purposes to increase the amount of the exemption from, from ad valorem taxation by a school district applicable to residence homesteads from $40,000 to $100,000 to adjust the amount of the limitation on school district ad valorem taxes imposed on the residents' homesteads of the elderly or disabled to reflect increases in certain exemption amounts to accept certain uh, appropriations to pay for ad valorem tax relief from the constitutional limitation on the rate of growth of appropriations and to authorize the legislature to provide for a four-year term of office for a member of the board of directors of certain appraisal districts. Okay, now that's all that gobbledygook to confuse you. (laughs) This legislative session... Lawmakers approved $12.7 billion for property tax cuts, and you've got to approve it in order to get it. So it's going to send $7.1 billion to school districts so they can lower their property tax rates. As you know, the school districts are the vast majority of your property tax. The amendment also raises the state school district homestead exemption. So the value that's taxable on your property goes from $40,000 or, it, that can't be taxed. I'm sorry. Say that again. The value that can't be taxed goes from 40000 to 100000 okay? So they're raising the amount of your property that can't be taxed. They're only about 10 years behind on this, but okay. And, and that's still too little. A hundred grand is way too little. Why? Why do I say that? Because we have had a huge increase in property values here in Texas because everybody moving here which has driven up the price of our property. Property values have gone crazy in Texas. So 100000 is hardly nothing on most of the homes in Texas now. But, you know, we'll take whatever we can get. It should be more like one seventy-five to 200000 that is exempted from, from, uh, from taxation at this point. So this is a little carrot. It's a nice little thing to do, and I'm still going to vote for it. So... Uh, and also, also, this would keep appraisal districts uh, from raising taxable value of your properties by more than 20% each year. That ought to be down, you know, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, 6 or 7%. But I'm not going to get everything that I want out of all this, and I, I realize that. But Proposition 4, as far as I'm concerned, is the biggie, and that raises your exempted property value that's, that can be taxed. From uh, from forty thousand up to a hundred thousand, so a hundred thousand will be exempted from from property taxes at that point. So, those are basically the three that really catch my eye. The rest are a okay, whatever, and uh, they they don't turn me on at all. The the one on the wealth tax, of course, I, I don't know if you're familiar with the AMT, the alternative minimum tax, but a wealth tax in the state of Texas has the potential of turning into another alternative minimum tax because you say now, right now, well, we're going to put it, we're going to set it at this level. Anybody who makes more than a million dollars a year, but in 20, 30, 40 years, more people are making more than a million dollars a year, so it drags more people into the wealth tax, which is what the alternative minimum tax is doing on a federal basis right now. So those are the three that really got me. I'll continue to break these down and talk with you more about them, and I appreciate your interest. Back in a minute, Trey Ware, KTSA. Hi, I'm Shane. You can drive a truck through at 607. Good morning, San Antonio. 550 KTSA FM 1071 on the Trey Ware page at KTSA.com. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. It's going to be windy, humid, and a shower possible 83 today, and a polar cold front coming Monday and Tuesday of next week, which is, of course, Halloween. So we'll tell you more about that coming up. So the Hamas dudes... Killers, rapists, murderers, destroyers of all life, and then afterlife is gone. 
those that participate in necromancy in a, a uh, an offering to their god, their demonic god of Baal, which is exactly what happened on October 7th, no doubt continues to happen with those that they are holding, right? Breaking the pelvises of little girls by having sex with them, and then after they kill grandmothers and middle-aged women, they have sex with the dead body. Sorry, it's early in the morning, but, you know, that's what Hamas is doing. But if you listen to the national media and you watch the videos on Daily Mail and on the national media, man, these guys are sweethearts. They're having tea and crumpets with these uh, with these people that they're holding, the two little old ladies that they let go yesterday, that they had already beaten with rods and make them made them walk underground in a spider web of underground tunnels, that they already kept their husbands from returning with them, that they already tortured, and now they're releasing and walking them over to the international aid workers holding their hands like it's your grandma at Luby's and you're setting her at the table for Thanksgiving dinner. Come on, Grandma. Come on, Mama. Come over and sit right here, Mama. That's what these Hamas guys are doing. Why? Because they understand something I've been talking about for a long time. The difference between those who think with their heads which is Israel, and nobody has a better human rights track record on planet Earth than does Israel, and I'm including the United States in that. Nobody. You know that if you think about these things with your head, if you do your own investigation with your head, but if you're thinking with your emotions, which is what the Democrat left does, and Hamas knows that, and that's why you have Barack Obama now criticizing Israel, saying, hey, uh, don't you get after the prophet, you know, just like he did back in the day when he chastised all of us for being Islamophobes. You Americans, you hate Islamic people. Yeah, well, now he's saying the military strategy of Israel is going to turn the world against Israel. Obama has a horrible, horrible track record in knowing what to do. He allowed the Islamic State, ISIS, to come up in the ring of fire. He's always, in my view, been a radical Islamic supporter and a a guy who is a sympathizer with the radical Islamic left in the world. A movement, by the way, that is not stopping with Israel, just so we all understand what Islam and radical Islam is all about. It's about world domination. Islam is not just a religion. Religion is part of Islam. And a smaller sliver of that religion is the radical Islamists like these guys from Hamas that you see. But Islam is a world operating system that they want to dominate the world through a worldwide caliphate. That's what Islam is, where you live by Islamic law. It's called Sharia, and you mind them, and you do what they tell you to do, which means, women, you cover from your head to your toe, and you have no rights whatsoever. And that's what is happening right now. And they have allied themselves with Russia and China because they have the same purposes in mind. And that is world domination, and that is coming against the United States. And they start with Israel. They defeat Israel, and they come to us. And part of that defeat comes through their PR campaign. Aren't we nice guys? Look at us. We're releasing these old ladies. We're having tea and crumpets with these old ladies. After they beat them with sticks. After they kill their family members. And that's exactly who these guys are. They are radical terrorist murderers. They are not nice guys. As the media and the colleges, the Democrat left, and, of course, Hollywood, of course, is portraying them. And now Joe Biden, who has gotten every foreign policy issue wrong for the last 50 years, everything, is getting this one wrong again. He had a press conference about Bidenomics yesterday. It was a mess. Well, okay, let's listen to a bit of the mess. Uh, Cut number two, Jimmy. Here he is trying to read his teleprompter. I want to thank Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, Representative Joe Morelli, Uh and Susan Moore, excuse me, Susan Moyle, for their work to make this happen. Right, right, right. I want to thank... Uh, if, if some if you can't pronounce somebody's name, they're not really your good friend. If you know, if you say you know, my good friend Bob, Bob, hey Bobber, my good friend Bobber over there, they're not really your good friend. But anyway, I don't want to digress and get off from that. When he was leaving that press conference and stumbling out of there, because cut number one, he apologized and said he had to go to the Situation Room. 
Turns around, runs out of the room. How come you were at the beach all weekend, dude? If if it's such a if it's such a situation that you have to be in command of, why were you at the beach all weekend, laying out there like a whale? T- to the point where Fifty Cent, the rapper, said, "Hey, get your blanking ass off the beach and get to work. We got a war going on." <laughs> well, Fifty Cent was right. You know, it's your party. It's your birthday. Um. Joe Biden, when he was leaving, he was asked about, because he won't address this directly with any, he won't, he won't answer questions directly from the press. He was asked about, what about the hostages and what about a ceasefire? And he said, well, basically, get the hostages out, you can have a ceasefire. Now, for those who live on emotion, <laughs> that's so wonderful. He's working to get the hostages out. He's telling Hamas if they don't, if they'll just release the hostages, then there'll be a ceasefire and Israel won't blow them up. For those on emotion. For those who use their head. For those who think. For the real thinkers out there. You've already figured this out. What he's communicating to other terrorists and other Hamas and everybody, every other bad guy is... You can rape and pillage and murder and blow people up. You can chop the heads off of little babies. You can have sex with dead women. That's all fine as long as when you take hostages, you let those hostages go and nothing's going to happen to you. That's what he's saying. Yeah, but what's he going to do? He doesn't dictate Jerusalem Israeli policy. He doesn't have anything to say with what Netanyahu's going to do. I hope you're right. I hope, and my prayer is, and I believe this about Benjamin Netanyahu, that he is going to do what's necessary and right for the Israeli people. However, the Democrat left like this chick they have on the five in the afternoon. What's her name? Jessica Tarloff. She is a, uh, she's, she's a Jew. And she's already saying that the polling against uh, Netanyahu in Israel is really bad, and he looks awful, and he needs to be replaced with somebody who is more moderate. And I'm going to tell you, Jimmy, that there are Jews in America that feel the exact same way, that Israel's in the wrong. I'm telling you, there are Jews here that feel that way, that Israel is wrong, that Israel brought this upon themselves, and that Israel should not retaliate, especially as Hamas is releasing little old ladies. Israel has got to cool it out. So they're doing two a week. Last week they did two. Yesterday they did two. They have 220 to go. That's 110 more weeks of releasing these people. Don't attack them while they're releasing these people. Says Obama, says Biden, says the Democrat left, and says a lot of liberal Jews in America. While I respect the Jewish Americans that have that voice, I respect the Jewish Americans that went back to Israel more than the ones who stood here and just talked. Well, that's true. Yeah, you're going back and you're putting your life on the line. And that's exactly what's happening. All right, 210-599-5555, quick break, come back, take your calls on this and the other news of the day, the speakership. There's going to be meetings about that today and possibly a vote, so we'll get you up to speed on that as well. Let me tell you about Amogee Bank. When you want the best in banking services for La Familia, you want Amogee Bank, the Amogee Bank fighting for you and fighting for your family on your side. And Amogee Bank will do that every day, whether you're talking about a loan for your home, you're talking about a line of credit for a remodeling project at your house, you're talking about something business-wise. Maybe maybe you have a family-run business that's already established, but you want to take it to the next level, and you got to have the funding and the business expertise to be able to do that. Amogee can provide all of the above. You see, Amogee focuses on families. That's what they pay attention to. That's their drive. That's their heart. That's what they work on every day to make sure Texas families are cared for financially and with great business advice as well. When you want the best in banking services for your family, there's only one choice in the state of Texas. That's Amogee Bank at AmogeeBank.com. Amogee Bank, Amogee NA, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Windy and humid and a shower possible today, about 83 for the high. Monday and Tuesday of next week, I know that's a long way off. But it's going to be quite different and much, much cooler. 75 right now at KTSA. 
Good morning. No major delays going on right now. Trump. One. It's 621 with Trey Ware. Celeste writing in this morning. Can you please place Trey's prop summary on the website? Well, Celeste, it's uh, it's on the uh, podcast on the Trey Ware page at KTSA.com. I did it at uh, 550 this morning. However, I'm going to do it again at 635. At 635 in about, uh, what is that, uh, 14 minutes from right now, I'm going to get into it uh, one more time. So be listening at 635. Tell your friends about it as well. Daniel, you're on KTSA. Good morning. Morning. He's letting Hamas know that if they come to the United States and they do the same thing, he won't do anything to them. Yeah, of course. Absolutely. And and, that, and look, Daniel, he has projected they're, they're, weakness all around this world. He continues to project weakness. That's what he is. Bad thing is they're already here. They're That's the right. Border already. That's correct. They are here. They are living in our communities, and they are waiting for the high sign. Thank you, Daniel. I appreciate it. Chip Roy endorses Byron Donalds for Speaker of the House. Chip Roy and Byron Donalds are both in the Freedom Caucus. Chip Roy says we need to get behind Byron Donalds and make this happen. I agree with that. I do agree with that. They're talking about cutting spending from fiscal 2023 to fiscal 2024. They're talking about securing the border. They're they're talking about ensuring not $1 goes to Ukraine unless there is border security here, unless there's a full accounting of all Ukraine funding and a decoupling from other spending, i.e. the money from Israel. They're talking about ending the woke cancer at the Pentagon and ensuring the U.S. is not mired in never-ending foreign entanglements. And transparency by opening up the people's house and maintaining appropriate ideological representation at the the decision table. That's coming from the pen of Chip Roy today as he is supporting Byron Donalds. I think that's a good one. And for those who are all about the emotion in the Democrat left, then the Republicans can finally say we, we were the ones who put the first black speaker in. Oh, and that's going to matter to the Democrat left. We were the ones who put the first black speaker, the first black speaker of the House. Now, there was one before in 1874, but he was speaker pro tem. Speaker pro tem. We're talking about a full-time speaker, and that being Byron Donalds. And we'll see if he gets anywhere today. Well, the UAW strike. Joe likes to portray himself as the big union guy. I'm a union guy. Yeah, union. I'm all about the unions. Well, he is presiding over, as president, the longest running and the biggest union strike that has ever happened in America. And what is it about? It is about electric vehicles that he is pushing. He is making the car manufacturers at the very top with their bonuses and what have you, their tax breaks, he's making them extremely wealthy, the guys in the boardroom. At the same time, Joe is destroying the jobs of the workers who are building those cars on the assembly line floor. Because Joe is making them, trans- making them, forcing them to transition to electric vehicles that are going to be built where? Somebody tell me where. If you said China, you said it right. Joe is compromised by China and Ukraine, and Joe is going to take care of China and Ukraine first because his family has gotten extremely wealthy of, off of China and Ukraine, extremely wealthy off of China and Ukraine, and Russia, by the way. Oh, I want to defeat Vladimir Putin, but, but Russia keeps sending the money. It's the Bidens in Rehoboth Beach, Delaware. Just send it right there. Yesterday morning, 6,800 auto workers at Sterling Heights plant of Stellantis walked out. Yesterday morning, they are joining General Motors, GM, Ford. Now they're all walking out. The workers demanding better pay, commitments that their jobs will not be eliminated as a result of Joe Biden's electric vehicle mandates. The Stellantis workers helped produce the best-selling Ram 1500 trucks. Your Ram truck is going to get scarce, which means the price is going to go up. So now all of them are involved from all the big plants, all because Joe is moving to eliminate their jobs through his push for electric vehicles so that China can make all the money. By the way, let me just say to those that are making the cars and over here in the Toyota truck plant in San Antonio, 
Those jobs are going to be scarce anyway in the future. need to think about what you're going to be doing for the long haul, particularly if you're starting your career now and you're looking to do 30 or 40 years in the business. You probably need to be thinking about something else. AI is going to put those cars and those trucks together, and AI will not take a day off. AI won't need pregnancy time off. AI won't get sick. AI won't get drunk and not come in on a Monday. So you won't have any Friday afternoon cars and trucks or Monday morning cars and trucks because AI will manufacture around the clock, seven days a week, 365 days a year manufacturing vehicles. AI will do that. So you need to make sure that you're thinking about not becoming, oh, the IBM typewriter repairman. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because that's exactly where the car manufacturing business in America is headed with AI and now with the electric vehicles. But, you know, it's just it's just divine irony that Joe, who likes to claim he's the greatest union president that ever existed, and that's not true, but he likes to claim that because he's a guy from Scranton, you know. Um, and here we sit with the largest and, and longest UAW strike, and it's driving up the prices of vehicles because they're coming becoming more scarce and... And it's also going to be costing the economy tons of money. It's costing the economy billions of dollars every week as long as this strike goes on. All right, quick break. When I come back, we'll talk about the propositions. I'm going to single out a few of them, and we'll talk about those and break them down at 635 Laurel Ridge Treatment Center. We talk about the military a lot because this is Military City USA, and we love the military around here. Military members, well, they're called on to make extreme sacrifices. You know that if you're in the military. Leaving behind family and friends to go on a deployment. Military families, as a result, they make sacrifices. And a lot of times they're dealing with depression, anxiety, of course, obviously. And sometimes when the loved one who is in the military comes home, they've got PTSD and stuff like that. Well, Laurel Ridge Treatment Center has a particular building there that is dedicated completely 100% to the military and serving those in the military and military families as well. There are customized options for inpatient and outpatient services, day treatment available as well at Laurel Ridge. I encourage you to get a free assessment, and they're doing that 24 hours a day, seven days a week. They're always there and always ready to take care of you at laurelridgetc.com. That's Laurel Ridge since 1987, saving lives, healing families, creating hope. Hi, Dirk Mazurchek here for Vantage Foundation. Propositions on the ballot coming up, but first, a couple of... Uh, a couple of these texts that I have received here at the radio station, 210-599-5555. Hey, Trey, look up the word Hamas in Hebrew and tell us what the meaning is. Well, I did that a long time ago. I've been talking about it for a, for a long time. Hamas means violence and death. There is a wonderful video that if you want to understand what's going on here in the Gaza, remember the Philistines are from Gaza. This is beyond just a, a religious war between left and right or between the Jewish and the Muslims. This go, goes back a very long way. This is Islam trying to establish a worldwide caliphate and control the world. And anyway, Hamas means violence and death. Jonathan Khan, Rabbi Jonathan Khan, has an outstanding video on this if you want to see it. It's about a half hour long, but it's well worth every minute. Rabbi Jonathan Khan talks about that area. The area, by the way, where, yeah, Goliath was from, where Samson went in and knocked down the temple. That's exactly where the fight is going on now. Well, let me go ahead and break down the amendments now that they're talking about, the constitutional amendments, propositions that are going to be on the uh, November 7th ballot because early voting is going on. I can't tell you how many emails and how many text messages I have received asking, from, asking me to do a breakdown of these propositions. There are 14 of them, so I won't be able to break them all down. That would take all day on the radio to do. Um, I will take three that are particularly interesting to me that I think are important for us to, to pay attention to for various reasons. One is the most important one of all and the reason that we're having this, uh, uh, this election in the first place. But let me start with Proposition 3, which is the Constitutional Amendment prohibiting the imposition of an individual wealth or net worth tax. Basically, if you if you go back in history a little bit, do you remember 1969 and the alternative minimum tax? 1969, when they instituted the alternative minimum tax, 
And the reason for that was, well, the wealthy aren't paying their fair share. How many times you heard that, right? Wealthy don't pay their fair share. So we want to make sure that the wealthy pay their fair share. So in 1969, they instituted the Alternative Minimum Tax, AMT. And at that time, 155 people qualified to pay the Alternative Minimum Tax. But as time goes on, it is natural in our economy, or it was for so long. I have no idea what the future is going to hold. But as time went on, it was natural for the wealth to build and people's minimum amount of money that they were making to grow. So more people, they never changed the requirements, so more people were swept into the alternative minimum tax. So where it started in 1969 with only 155 people nationally, by 2015, you had almost 5 million people qualifying to pay the alternative minimum tax. 2017, Donald Trump reworked it and put in, put in different uh, regulations. But here's the point. They start off with a certain amount in the wealth tax, and as people get gradually wealthier and wealthier over time, People 20 years from now supposedly are going to be making more for the same work that, that you and I are doing right now. As that happens, more and more people have to pay the wealth tax. That's the first knock against the wealth tax. The other knock is, well, gosh, you know, why do you, why do you want to punish people for becoming wealthy? That was the whole point of the United States of America. Number one, to have freedom to worship God. And number two, to be free to get rich. So many people came here from the European countries at the early stages of our country because you had the freedom to buy property or get property, to gain property, to make something of yourself and to become wealthy. Why in God's name, as Joe Biden would put it, why would you want to now disincentivize people from that? Why would you want to punish people for, for, for becoming wealthy? You want to encourage people to become wealthy. Not if you're a left-winger who lives up of a mansion. The wealthy are paying their fair share. Sure they are. They pay the vast majority of the taxes. The 1%, the wealthiest 1% in this country pay the vast majority of taxes in this country. So, yes, we want to prohibit a wealth tax in the state of Texas. You don't want to punish people for getting rich. Give me a break. All right. The most important one out of all this, and the smartest man in Texas, uh, Jonathan Gerberts, agrees with me on this. Proposition 4, <clears throat> the constitutional amendment to authorize the legislature to establish a temporary limit on the maximum appraised value of real estate, real property, other than a residence homestead for an ad valorem tax purposes. To increase the amount of the exemption from ad valorem taxation by a school district applicable to residence homesteads from 40000 to 100000 and on and on it goes. It's a very lengthy uh, proposition, but let me just break it down for you. This last legislative session, Texas lawmakers approved $12.7 billion for tax cuts, property tax cuts, here in the state of Texas. That includes sending $7 billion to school districts so they can lower the property tax rates because, as you know, your school district taxes make up the bulk of a Texas property owner's tax bill. Now, what this also does... The home's value that can't be taxed to pay for public schools goes from $40,000 to $100,000, okay? It's costing Texas taxpayers $5.6 billion to do this. But it raises the non-tax value, the, 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 the value that cannot be placed under tax, from $40,000 to $100,000 on your home. Now... That should have happened a long time ago. They're way behind, and they're way too low. This should have happened a long time ago because property values in Texas have been soaring. The values of homes have been soaring in the state of Texas now because so many people have moved here. They've been buying up homes. People from California have come in with a lot of money and bought up homes and raised the property values and the price of your home. I don't know what you paid for your home, but if you bought it 10 years ago and you're in the same home, you're doing pretty well right now. If you bought it 20 years ago and you're in the same home, you're doing really well right now because in most cases, most, the vast majority, the value of your home has risen quite a bit. But they have not raised... The exemption, the homestead exemption, it's been at forty thousand. So now they're going to raise that to a hundred thousand. I believe it ought to be one seventy-five to two hundred. But, 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 I'm still going to vote yes on the hundred thousand exemption because 
the property taxes here in the state of Texas are killing us. And again, just like I was saying on the wealth tax, you're also punishing people for buying a prop piece of property, for buying a home. When you raise property taxes the way that they have to fund a school system that is not working, a school system that is broken in the state of Texas, and you're raising their property taxes in order to fund a system that does not work for Texans, that is not preparing our children for the future, it makes absolutely no sense to allow these taxes to go up. The other side of this is school districts will not be able to raise the taxable value of the properties by more than 20% each year for the next three years. That ought to be indefinite, and it ought to be lower than 20%. It ought to be around 10% that they can't raise it by, maybe even less than that. I'd, I'd be happy. I'd be happier with 7 or 8% in perpetuity, TFN. Uh, but they want to give them a, the ability in 2026 to come back and uh, to say, okay, we've got to go up by 25 or 30% of the value of a, of a piece of property and of a home. So that's the other part of this that's essential as well. So those two are really important. I, I think another one, Proposition 7, is kind of important. Uh, it's, it's going to give low-cost interest loans to construction of upgrades to gas fuel power plants, which, you know, we're, we're so close to what happened a couple of years ago with all the snow and the ice that froze up the windmills. We didn't have any power. The, the snow that landed on top of the solar panels, we didn't have any power because gas generation was down. And now you and I are having to pay exorbitant bills because CPS had to go out and negotiate for more gas at extremely higher rates. So I'm, I'm in favor of low-cost loans so people will be encouraged in the state of Texas to go out and develop more natural gas power for our electrical grid. I'm in favor of that, but that's just me. You may you may be opposed to that, but I'm in favor of low-cost loans to those who would go out and do that. So those are the those are the big ones. The AMT or the wealth tax that they that they want to prevent in Texas. The one that is the ad valorem or the or the property tax raising the exemption from 40,000 to 100,000. That's the biggie that everybody's focusing on. There's 14 of them. So take your time and go through each of them is all I can tell you to do. John, you're on KTSA with Trey. Go right ahead, sir. I'm throwing the red BS flag on the Proposition 4. That's not uh, one issue. It's two issues. It's property taxes and it's school choice. And they're trying to combine them. And um, I don't agree with with uh, sending any money to public schools, uh, tax tax money. Let's let's do that with school choice. So you're talking about the 7.1 billion that they are going to send to those schools, right? Uh, Is that what you're talking about? Follow follow the money. Okay. All right, John. Thank you very much. Appreciate your input. All right. Quick break. Back in just a minute. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. And of course, I don't have all the answers on that. I'm just telling you what I think about it. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. And I'll tell you what I think about Hess Fitness products as well. At Hess Fitness products, they know how to take care of you. They've been doing this since 1981. So 42 years in San Antonio, been taking care of great customers with the best in workout equipment at the best price guarantee. Now, if you go buy it at a big box store, you're going to be buying it from a guy who was selling shoes a minute ago and coolers for beer five minutes before that. Now, I, I got nothing against those guys. They're out there working. But what I am telling you is that they're not experts in that workout equipment. They don't know the right questions to ask you about your goals with your workout program, your limits, your physical condition, what's going on with you, all of those kinds of things. Well, they do over at Hest. They know how to ask the right questions and match you with the right piece of equipment. It might be an elliptical. Might be a treadmill, might be a weight machine, might be any of the above, a rowing machine. They know how to place you with the right piece of equipment, so you'll use it, number one. You'll enjoy using it, number two. And number three, you'll get the benefits that you're looking for. Hest has done it for me for over 12 years now, and so many of my friends. Uh, we all say Hest is best when it comes to workout gear, and I want you to see that, too. they got the white glove treatment when it comes to delivery and installation of the products, too. And with that best price guarantee, you just can't go wrong at Hest Fitness Products. Look better, feel better, and do more. Hest at 281 and 1,000 Oaks. 
The future of stone is porcelain. Text in here says, Trey, you called it. Stepped into Lowe's Home Improvement no more than 15 minutes. Walked back to the truck. Found the driver door handle tampered with. Thieves stole my briefcase bag and center console tray only. Left behind an abundance of other goodies such as a tool bag and power tools. They rummaged through the compartments looking for what I assume were my firearms. Thanks to Councilman Courage, gun grab, and incentivizing theft to target firearms. Keep up the good work. Well, I appreciate the text, and I'm so sorry that happened to you. But, yes, they're out there. They're looking for guns to steal, to take to Councilman Courage in November. James, you're on KTSA with Trey. Good morning to you, sir. Good morning. Thank you for taking my call. First-time caller. Been listening to these taxes. You know, it's crazy to me. I, I bought a home here uh, over in Eden Rock, they raised my taxes or my value $85,000 this past go around and my neighbors 40000 There doesn't seem to be any rhyme or reason. There was no changes to the houses. It's just crazy. It's hard to follow. As a paramedic, we don't make a lot of money and it hurts us right down deep in the pocket. My wife yesterday described to me a fee on our bill for our water, our water bill while all this other stuff is going on. $5 late fee all the time. We looked into it, and maybe we're new to this, but it turns out there's no late fee. It's some sort of uplifting fee for impoverished families or whatever. So they're taking money out of our water bill while they're doing all this other stuff for taxes to help these people. We're continuing to fund stuff. Just it's so frustrating, and I just I don't know if this thing is a, a new bill, but. I just wonder where does this all lead for all our everyday Americans like myself? Well, we're getting priced out of our homes. It's right. crazy. Yeah, what it's doing, uh, James, and thank you very much. As I said, <clears throat> it is punishing those who become successful, those who are working every day, trying to make something of themselves, buy some property, have some property, have a career, make some money. It's punishing you. It's punishing me. Uh, look, the 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 property tax here in the state of Texas is criminal. It is absolutely highway robbery. It is stealing from the producers to give to the non-producers and also to fund a school system that does not produce a valid product for the future of our state. Now, as far as Proposition 4 is concerned, I hear John loud and clear. They're sending $7 billion to the schools. I get it. I don't want any more money going to, to public education myself. But in order to be able to get the exemption, just a little kiss, man. I know 100000 is not is not a great exemption, I admit. But in order to get that, they gave that. And listen, I'm ready to go all school choice, all out on school choice. You decide where your kid goes. We should have passed that a long time ago here in the state of Texas. Should have been done. But you got rhinos in Austin just like you got them in, in, uh, in, in Washington, D.C. as well. So we're, we're in a position here where the, the, the property taxes, and, and we, we, we went through all this back when they were debating property tax. You could get rid of property taxes in the state of Texas if you just unleashed Texas energy on the world and sold our energy worldwide. You wouldn't have to have property tax here. So that's another fight for another day. I'm ready to, fight, to have that fight. But the 14 amendments that are before us right now, that's my position. I don't have all the answers, but that's how I break them down. And to get an additional 60000 in, uh, in in coverage for my home that's non-taxable, I'll vote for, I'll vote for Proposition 4. Uh, the others and what you're talking about, James, that's how they do it, incrementally. And I talked about that when they put that on the water bill. Uh, CPS is doing the same thing. I talked about it back then. People in the state of Texas had better wake up because they're just stealing you blind. It's happening all across the country. But they're stealing you blind. The, what you make for your labor is being stolen from you by the left and by rhinos here in Texas. Where in Rima coming up next, KTSA. You know, being a Republican is supposed to mean something.